welcome to the Youth Hockey Hub High School Hockey Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by the Red and Black League. To learn more about the league, go to redandblackleagues.com. Now to the show, featuring YHH publisher Tony Scott, the forum guru, Carl East, and the reigning most viewed high school games champion, Danny Ryan. Here's Danny. Thank you, Drew. Yes, I am Danny Ryan. Join with you this week. I have both my co-hosts this time. Tony, you're in studio. I'm here. And Carl, you're here this week. Here means on the phone. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, well, I mean, we missed your presence last week. I mean, uh, I'm sure you did. The, <laughs> the listeners did not. They like Matt Gleason. You should see the rankings. It was a spike. It was a huge <laughs> spike. Whenever Carl's not on, it just uh, I don't know. We have a cancer of the program in Tony. Yes, and I don't want to say anything more. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Beat up on people when they're not here, I understand. That's how you roll. Okay, well, this was, again, a busier week than we thought it would be in the world of high school hockey. Um, so let's kind of break down some news and nuggets. Carl, you found one that was a pretty cool one. Sure. We'll uh, start with a couple tweets that came in late Saturday night. I learned the story of Case Jensen, and Tony, you must have heard of Case Jensen, right? Oh, yeah, of course. I'm always tracking my Breckenridge boys. <laughs> well, you see, Case Jensen has now 191 career points across five seasons for Breckenridge, um, which is pretty in, in some pretty elite company. He's also the, say, the leading active scorer in the state of Minnesota, and I'd say 99% of our listeners probably have never heard of him. So I wanted to give him a shout-out and also talk a little bit about Breckenridge hey, team. Carl? Because- I think you're. Yeah. I think you're inflating that. You're not inflating that enough. I think it's ninety nine point nine nine percent. Yeah, but uh, and and he's also doing this for a team that's not playing a full twenty five game schedule. At no point in the past five years, you know, the time of the team that they had a full schedule. That's and, staggering. Yeah, and he's also doing it with some like pretty incredible adversity. I was you know just chatting with you know, this Breckenridge Sports Twitter the other night and. That like they, they've had in the past couple of years, their head coach passed away. They had an assistant coach die, and the player on the team passed away too. It's like well, it's a horrible situation, and that's the backdrop against what he's pulling up all these points. Well, that's a story we're gonna have to go write. I I love this. Mm-hmm. We will write that. That's, that's cool. So cool. Is he a part of the yeah. Jersey Project? Oh, I'm looking up he here. Brecken- oh no, we have a kid named Carson Hout. From Breckenridge Wapiton. I didn't know. Just go take a picture, right? Who are you, Tony? Sorry, I didn't know. We're the state's That's all funny. you know active That's point leader. I'll see if we have them. I have about six of them. Game now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we passed by Breckenridge Wampanoag on the way up to East Grand Warroad. We probably had an exit, but we didn't. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't stop though. We didn't stop. No, but we do do see it on the way to. Uh, on the way to Moorhead, Fargo area. Yes. Guess you better go back. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Um, speaking of Moorhead, Fargo area, we are having Luke Grammer, defenseman from Moorhead, on later in the show. Yep. 
Uh, okay, uh, Tony, we also, there's some injury updates just around the state. Let's hear what they are because there's some key players out I'm going right to pronounce now. all these players as out indefinitely. I'm not an out-for-the-year kind of guy because I'll leave that up to the player and the coaching staffs and the parents to, to decide what their status is. Uh, Jimmy Clark was hurt last night in uh, the final game of Hockey for Life against Chaska. Um believe it's an upper body injury i can't uh tell you how long he's going to be out uh, but i know he'll be out at least two weeks that would be the the minimum uh jack smith is not reported to be playing in the he didn't play in the granite city tournament he didn't play last week no. and it looks as though this could be a long-term uh injury um but i don't know if it's a, a season ending injury uh kyle kukunen um, had surgery uh, on his broken leg, and we don't know how long he'll be missing. Uh, most think that he'll be out for the year, uh, this season, but uh, I don't know enough about uh, his situation. Uh, Colin Hagstrom's still out for Matamidi. Uh, their team has seemed to have rebounded a little bit since. A little the, bit. Yeah, has, has done, Matamidi has done a little bit better. Um, his injury was suspected to be four weeks. Um, and that was a week and a half, 10 days ago. So um, look for Matamidi to probably figure out a way to play without him. A lot of teams do that. I mean, Eden Prairie's figured out a way to play without Jackson Blake. <laughs> or have they? We'll get to that in a little bit of the show, I'm sure. Um, well, that's a good question, Tony. Uh, have they? Well, they. I, I think the theme for this week is the top teams got tested and yeah they didn't really pass the test no when you and i talked about this on the phone last night danny edina the one to nothing game with edina for eden prairie was the first red flag and 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 it didn't look like gleason and i talked about that he's like yeah i i put edina in the for real category now that they could do that and that was kind of like there was like blood in the water and you could see that the three teams they played in, uh, Smelled it. Yeah, down by the casino, could smell it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if Carl smelled it. Carl, we haven't Let's looked at it. your top tens, but we're excited. Wait. Before before um, we get to this, this is my pumping of Carl's top ten. Carl does a fantastic job. And, you know, putting the, the, the one through ten and all the things that he does, what most of our listeners don't realize, how much research goes into tracking each of the teams and how they do because of this, Danny and I don't read the top ten. We're a little less educated than we would like to be. Because uh, yeah. if I read his top ten, I can have a better idea. I'll have a lot of bread and butter from Carl to know who they are. So it kind of bums me out that we can't look at it because I'm not as smart about some of these little missing scores like the Minnetonka Benil game last night. It was like, wait, what? How did that happen? Okay, sound, <laughs> sound the sound effect if you remember which one it is. Uh, which one? I know what they are. Which one? Do, 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 do. Oh, this one? That one? <laughs> yes. That one. The mystery. This one. is. This is the top ten mystery. Here okay. we go. Carl, here you go. <laughs> Lay him down. Anyway, so, uh, appearing at number one for the first time in the history of my rankings is White Bear Lake. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Gosh. Oh, who did they play this week, Carl? They played no one. They just got to sit back and watch as everyone else lost. <laughs> I just don't know. I, Neither. <laughs> I don't buy that. Oh, I don't buy that. Is that buy-sell yet, or is that in the next segment? We'll talk about buy-sell later. <laughs> All right. I prefer hot or cold. But, um, anyway, at number two, we have Eden Prairie. 
former number one, but uh, hit some bumps this past week. Yes. Yeah. So the next one, this one's got to be Andover. Then. It's got to be Andover. Yes, number three is indeed Andover. Another okay. team that lost a game this past week, but otherwise doing fairly well. Who did they lose to? The Minnetonka. Minnetonka, all right. I get, yeah. all the, I get the Rosemount. It's like yeah. a triad of games. I get them yeah. all mixed up. All right. I think Rosemount's next. Am I right, Carl? No, you're wrong. Number four is Moorhead. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Wow, where were they? I know they weren't in your top 10 last week. Yeah, they weren't. Where were they? 11, 12, somewhere. Okay, so they were. So they jumped seven spots. (laughs) Maybe eight. Okay. I I like that where they are. They had a good week. No doubt about that. No doubt. Mm -hmm. Number five is Rosemont. Okay. One of the few relatively predictable teams we've had. Uh,. Number six is Maple Grove. Actually, it's doing, considering you know, losing Kukin, they had a pretty nice weekend. I agree. Yeah. I had them in that 6-7 range in my head. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Tony, you like this one, Wyzetta. I love Eight, it. 8-0-1 oh, in their last nine. I love it. I Her love rankings it. are, like, completely different week over week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just clean the slate. It's like a racer. You just race the whole thing and start over. Okay, you could not prove yourself, Hill Murray. Just get out. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Like Wilberfield, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, no, I will say I, I had Wyzetta at 10 last week, so at least this wasn't too crazy a job. Okay, fair. Yeah, and, I, and I, Gleason I, had him in 10 and... I had Cretan at 10. This is the whole 6-double-A thing. We could do an entire show mm-hmm. on 6-double-A. Yeah. All right, well, go ahead. Speaking of 6-double-A, number eight is Blake. Yeah, I knew they would make it in. Be good weekend. Yep. Yeah, they just, teams are coming back. I know. <laughs> that Welcome back. Down all around. <laughs> okay, who's? Number nine, Uzi Dina. Another team that's actually been consistent. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Been... I, I had... I, I had the stat in the rankings, too, but it's only like six of their 12 games have been one-goal games and two more have been two-goal games. Like, every single game they play is really close. They're just a very good skating team. Yeah, they're Mm -hmm. very committed to dumping the puck in the zone and playing the percentages. Now, and Tony and I... You're not thrilled by that, Tony. (laughs) What's that? You're not thrilled. No, it's not Edina. Edina flies by you. They're... You know, I'm curious to see how they'll do in the next couple of weeks with without or, a scorer score. like yeah. Jimmy Clark. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. should be interesting. Well, and uh, they've got two games this week against the team that's number ten, and that's Phil Murray. Ooh, deep breath. Hill just had an awful week. I think Creighton deserves to be there. I think actually 10. St. Thomas had a decent week too. Yeah, St. Thomas is eleven. Okay, Creighton's twelve. Okay, really, St. Thomas has still had a Creighton because they beat Creighton. So, sure. But there's, there's, you get some pretty good A B C B C logic in the ten to fifteen range. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we're close. I mean, I, you know that that Creighton Blake game was probably one of the most pivotal day games in the rankings, don't you think, Carl? Yeah, I, I was watching that one, and then it was it was a very good even game, but you know, Blake had just enough to pull that out. Wow! I had a text from a Blake parent that Matt Gleason was diving all over the place. I don't know what that means, but it was <laughs> it was an interesting take. I was like, I didn't watch the game, I didn't see it, but that was interesting. Like, meaning that that was a great game, and 
And uh, if he's taking dives, he's doing everything he can. But Yeah. Okay, you want me to go over some scores? Oh, my gosh. Uh, How much time do we have? Not enough. Let the fun begin. Yeah. Okay, Blake 3, St. Michael, Elbertville 0. Good one for Blake here. Obviously helped them out in Carl's rankings. And over 5, Rosemount 4. I didn't really watch this game. I caught a little bit of it, Carl. You might have caught a little bit of it. Yeah, probably a little more than you. I know we were texting back and forth as we were semi-watching this one <laughs> over the course of the day on Thursday. Um, yeah, it was an entertaining game. I was back and forth. Um, I'd say some shaky goaltending at both ends at times. Um, Andover's power play was really a difference maker. That's where they really made it rain and then uh, found a way to score twice late and pull that one out between two very good teams who I'd not be surprised to see play again in March. So I'm running a hockey tournament near the casino, and I'm watching more of this game than you guys did. Yeah. It was just a, it was a riveting game. I thought it was one of the best games of the year. We have eight to five jobs. Okay. And this wow. was at 2.30. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You have 24-7 yeah. jobs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. No, I just I watched it. I thought it was a good game. I thought that I thought Andover was just a, a better team. Yeah, I think this would be a very good state tournament game if both of these That's two why teams, I watched it. I'm yeah. Like, this is going to be a preview of state tournament semifinal, possibly. Possibly. Um, so I, I'm concerned with Rosemount's, like, they're letting in a lot of goals right now. And for a team that's so strong defensively, yeah, it's just a, it's a red flag question for me, for them. Are they taking too many chances? I don't know if they're jumping up too much or if they're just not as sound on the back end. I don't know, but they have... Some of the best D men in the state on their team. Yeah, and it's just it, this—it's a weird thing that I'm seeing right now with them. And their time of possession seems to be higher than their opponent on every game. So yeah. it's, it's when yeah. you have time of possession, you shouldn't have—you shouldn't be giving up that many goals. I know. So it—it it, it is just kind of a red flag for me with them. And so they have a very, very um, tough two tough tests this week um, with Egan and. Um, St. Thomas, so we'll see a little bit more of how they play section-wise. When is that St. Thomas Rosemont Thursday. game? Thursday. Thursday. I think I'll be at that game. It's at Rosemont. Okay. So, um, okay, Chaska 5, Prior Lake 4 in overtime. That was at Hockey for Life. Life is Hockey. That was a fantastic game. It was a full comeback from Chaska. Chaska showed that their team has a pulse and uh, just basically took over. In the third period. So is Chaska, did you put them as the number two seed now in that section, Carl? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, there's sort of a circle of death going on here with um, Minnetonka and Chaska and Pirate Lake all one-to-one against each other. Yep. <laughs> and because of that, I was, I was just going up with uh, straight-up overall rankings, and Chaska's actually, I believe, last of both three, so they're the four seeds in my mind right now. <laughs> the circle of death. It is. It happens all the time in these sections. And then, and then they all have this ban against... Against Holy Family, so you never know a real good litmus on Holy Family. Well, speaking of Holy mm-hmm. Family, um, Benilde 4, Holy Family 3. I thought that was a good f- showing um, for Holy Family there. Um, Benilde had a, an okay weekend. Not great, but okay. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. St. Thomas Academy 2, Eden Prairie 2. I thought this was a good showing for the cadets. Yeah. But they had their chances. Mm-hmm. 
Put it that way, they had their chances he did to win that game. Curry just that mediocre right now. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, yeah, what what does this say? Does this say more about St. Thomas, you know, being good inconsistently, or does this say you know Eden Prairie might be on a downward spiral of despair? St. Thomas is playing a very similar style as Edina. They're just very conservative. Uh, they have a great goaltender. This Aitken kid is yep, good. He's solid. He is really good. He yep. can win games yep. for them. Um, if they get, they could get outshot two to one and beat Rosemont this week. Well, he's that good of a goaltender. And St. Thomas has probably the fastest player in the state, and that's I'm not, pro- not, not a argue question. That. I'm not Jackson Hallam is one of the more skilled players in the whole state. So his uh, jersey flutters. He has the Madonna, so the Madonna yes, flutter. He does. He does. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, he he is playing really good hockey right now and leading this team offensively in a lot of ways. So I I'm curious to see the Rosemount game for them because the Holy Family loss is just a question mark. That because I wasn't at that game, I just don't know how that happens. Right. Now Jackson Hallam is a big fan of yours, Danny. Well, hard not um, to be cadet. <laughs> After our during our interview process with Jackson, he looks at Todd and I and says, "Which one of you likes likes St. Thomas?" And I'm like, "I think you got the wrong guy. I think that's Danny." He's, "Oh yeah, yeah, him." And he looks right at me, points at me like Uncle Sam, and says, "It's you who doesn't like St. Thomas Academy." <laughs> and it's so true. <laughs> that's not true. We could go back many years between you and I, Tony. Well, I don't like Danny, but that doesn't mean I don't like St. Thomas. There's a big difference. We can't write off the poor the whole school. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's just the baby I don't like. I love the bathwater. <laughs> okay, moving on. Blaine 5, Cloquet 3. Um, this was really one of the only shining moments for Blaine this week. Um, Maple Grove 3, Minnetonka 2 in overtime. Good win for the Crimson here. I think so, too. Um, it proved to be. Minnetonka, we looked this up. They're 4-1 and one in their last five games. They're mm-hmm. on a hot streak right now. Yep. And so here come the skippers. Here talk, come. talk a little bit about Maple Grove. They lose their fearless leader. They lose their best player. Probably They've one of the best players They've lost a lot of fearless leaders oh, now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But losing a guy in midseason is pretty tough, right? Yes. And the fact that they come back, they go 2-1 and one in this tournament mm-hmm. right after the loss of Kukinen, yep. it shows how deep this youth association and how yep. deep this high school program is that they can respond and, and do what they're doing. I'm excited to see them, you know, we can do it without you. You know, yeah. next man up. It's pretty cool. Well, Winicky, mm-hmm. right, is a great goalie. Great goalie. I, they still have scores on this team. You know, that that's not an issue. And Henry Nelson's just – you know, Stepping controlling up. the blue line. So, yeah, it, it, uh-huh. it makes sense, but it, they are also missing Kyle Kukinen. Yeah, I think they go f- to a potential state tournament team th- where what they do lose is the potential chance to win the state tournament without yeah. him. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. And they still could. Uh, win right, the state tournament. Anything wow, could happen. That would be right one now. of the best stories I've ever written. Yeah. Think about that. Think about all the kids that would be eligible to be on that team that aren't, and they win a state tournament. That would be fantastic. Wyzetta 4, Hill Murray 3 in overtime. Um, Start of the um, 
downward spiral of despair for Hill Murray, yes. I would say, this week. Uh, they just have not recovered from the White Bear loss. Yeah. Uh, yeah they've they, won one, one of their last five. Ugh. And yet you still have them in the top ten, Carl. Barely. <laughs> they had a, it was interesting. Their JV game was canceled yesterday, part of the, the ice storm. Yes. There's a photo was, was circulating. It was a picture of the JV bus on Highway 36 blocking both lanes. So, like, literally, this must have backed up traffic. Oh, my God. To Stillwater, you know. Oh. It was ugly. So, that game got canceled, but the, the varsity game got played. Same with our second game. Our second JV game between Shaska and Edina got canceled because Edina buses couldn't get to Braemar Arena to pick the boys up. Yeah, I, I drove yesterday morning, and it was not mm. fun. That's why I didn't go to any hockey, because I didn't feel like risking the Subaru out there. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So, um, okay, moving on. Moorhead 3, Edina 2 in overtime. Good win for the Spuds there. Uh, any comment on that one, Tom? Uh, I thought Edina was actually the better team in that game, and um, Moorhead just took care of their chances. River Lakes 3, Monticello 3 in overtime. Did you see that score? <laughs> yeah, I did see that score. Um, River Lakes, which section are they in? Are they in 5? Six. 6. Okay. They are in 6. I've been wrong with sections before, but I'm pretty sure, considering they're like 10 minutes from St. Cloud, <laughs> it better they better be in 6. Um, I thought that was an interesting score for Monticello, yes. at least. Um, Creighton eight, Blaine four. That was the biggest eye popper of the week. I thought. Yeah, Carl, what was your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, it's a proof that well, Creighton can score at a high clip, and then Blaine is kind of this team that's just you know, it's just not adding up to them right now. They have all the talent, and I've seen them play a couple times, and I think they're a pretty good team, but they're just really struggling to actually pick up a quality win. Yeah. It's just not all coming together. Sputtering. They're sputtering right now. But I still think they're the number one team in that section. And, and Talent-wise. I, I saw them control the Hill-Murray game. They just controlled that game, but they did not win the game. And that's a good example of what you just said there, Carl. They're controlling games. They're not putting games away. Eight goals mm-hmm. yeah, against... They, they had a chance to bury Duluthi, didn't, and... And, uh, and they had real good chances against Lysetta, which we'll get to in a moment here, too, and also didn't finish. So, consistent trend. Eight goals against a team that has mostly freshmen and sophomores is concerning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Benilde 6, Lakeville South 2. Good win for the Red Knights there, I thought. Yes. Um, the Holy Family 2, Elk River 1. I just want to say this score, just when I say a... <sighs> Holy Family or Elk River score, this is where they're kind of, they're kind of neck and neck yeah. right now. So just keep that in mind. Um, that's the only reason why I want to bring that one up. Yep. Um, why is that a 7 St. Michael Elverville 2? I thought that was a good That's score. a conference game too, isn't it? It's got to be. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Lakeville and, <laughs> and Casino played last night at a conference y- game. Yes. Yes. So Sorry, I forgot about that. But still, seven goals for Wyzetta. they got to be doing something right. Um, that's not a common occurrence for them. Um, we would probably have to look up to see when the last time that happened. But that I've wasn't... seen Wyzetta win f- four games on seven goals, <laughs> much less one. <laughs> or six. 
Well, <laughs> right. I didn't want to exaggerate too much, but yeah. close enough. So, no, that, I thought that was that was an eye-popper for me. Um, game I was at, Rosemount 3, Maple Grove 2. Rosemount just, uh, they outshot them. They they controlled the game, but they let Maple Grove kind of hang around. And I don't think this is a team that you want to let hang around because they can score and they can, you know, shut you down goaltending wise too yep. when they need to. So that was kind of my takeaway on that. Um, did I note the Andover? Oh, there it is. It's down there. Okay. Eden Prairie five, Chaska four in overtime. You were yeah. at that one. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. That was one of the better games of the tournament. I mean, we've, there was a bunch of, you know, we had six overtimes with hockey for life. And uh, that was another great game. Uh, beautiful backdoor feed. L- Luke Middlestat fed Ben Steves, and it was, I mean, literally wide open. I watched, saw the highlight of that. That was as wide open as it gets. Well, what happened was a long rebound. Middlestat got it. Instead of just firing it right back at the net, he pat his head up, found a man backdoor, and it was beautiful. Beautiful feed. Luke and has- a great effort by Chaska. I mean, it was just, it was a really good game. His hockey IQ is outstanding. Yeah, yeah. There was a goal. I just want to point this out because we're not giving Chask any love. There was a goal <laughs> in that game. Jimmy Snuggerud completely undressed a guy. It was a quick play and just went bar down high. And it was just like the whole rink, it just kind of went. Instead of excitement, it was just like jaw drop. Everyone, and they're all looking at their programs going, that's a freshman that just did that. I mean, it looked like a it looked like a four year senior, and it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I believe it. Um, okay, Greenway four, Delano two. Good win for the Raiders mm-hmm. there. East Grand Forks four, Matamidi two. Good win for the Green Wave. A mm-hmm. um, little bit of Class A love there. Um, Brainerd four, Buffalo three. Kind of showing where Class or eight double A is yep. right now. Um, uh, interesting score, St. Cloud Cathedral 4, St. Cloud Regular 3. Regular. <laughs> Non-Catholic. <laughs> public. That's uh, what you call them, St. Cloud Public versus St. Cloud Private. <laughs> I like it. Um, Thief River Falls 4, Evelyn 3. Kind of shows you where the middle of the pack of it those is. two sections. That's a 7 through 15 Class A game. Yep, but it's an interesting, yep. okay, where's eight double, uh, 8A and 7A okay, it's against each like other? It's kind of like the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Exactly. Um, Minnetonka yeah. 2 and over 1. Yeah, that's, that's rates up there with wow. the Blaine game. Carl, let's hear your take on that. Yeah, well, I think... One, it shows Andover isn't some super team either. You know, after Eden Perry's touchdown or anything, okay, maybe Andover's number one. But, um, you know, for all their strengths, for all their depth, they've got, you know, some, some flaws. Um, and they don't have the, really the, the, the high front-end scoring power that some other teams do. And I think that if you play disciplined defense, get good goaltending like they talked did, apparently you can beat them. Yeah. yeah. Hats off to the skippers. That's 4-1 and one is... They're back on the map, that's for sure. Yeah, they they finished this game out. I was there. It was it was a good win for them, and it was a puzzling one that Andover just couldn't get on the board, type of thing on their side. And I mean, clearly Andover probably the more skilled team. I would say but it's hard for me when you're watching it on the internet and, and line tracking. Are they playing four lines like they did two years ago? Andover. Yeah. 
I don't think so. This is my only my second time seeing them. I so, got to go watch and chart their lines and see how they do I, it. I, I would go to the uh, their Moorhead game this week, but it's at 3 o'clock. Is it? <laughs> On Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, I, I this is a team that I need to see play a couple more times, I think, but um, I got to pick the games that I'm going to go watch them play. Okay. Um, Edina 2, St. Thomas Academy 2 in overtime. I, good win one? or tie. No. What? No. no. Did True I write this? One. Oh, Edina cool. won with Sorry. like six. AJ Dahl scored like 16 seconds left in the game. To that's that's why I didn't. It, it was just a typo somewhere. All right. Okay. Nope. There was enough overtime games that I yeah. you, you could have fooled us. Yep. Um, Moorhead um, three, Eden Prairie two, and that was in overtime. Yeah, with like Barely, five yeah. seconds <laughs> in. Yeah, and it was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was for shift. Two, really good forecheck. Couple different chances. Puck pop, puck popped out. Caden Triggs. And it's so great because Caden Triggs really was the star of that team offensively. He was also in the penalty box you know, the first two games a lot, so we got to be good friends with Caden. We got to give him a hard time. <laughs> and uh, just a hardworking kid, super skilled player, and uh, good that he finally got you know got to get his interview and got all the stuff and you know some of the accolades that were kind of behind the scenes. Great weekend for those guys. I, yeah, I, that, was, that was an entertaining game, and uh, I think the Spuds, you know, their offense comes a lot from one line, but that one line is very, very good, and you start looking at Eden Prairie here, and really, I think the common trend between most of their struggles over the past two weeks has been just not enough offense for as much firepower as they have. Like, the goals aren't coming. Yeah, that's correct. Um, here's a quick take. Uh, so, it's 2-2. It's going overtime. Mm-hmm. I'm on the ladder right next to the Moorhead bench, and... And I don't like to eavesdrop on coaches. I think it's kind of weird to listen in. So I didn't really listen, but I, I could just see the passion on John Ammerman. He was just getting after these guys. So I asked Caden after the game, I said, what did he say? And he said it in the interview after the game. So he goes, he goes you guys got to believe in yourself. You believe in yourself, you will win. And literally 20 seconds later, they go out and score. It was pretty neat. Theodore Herzl, if you will it, it is no dream. Yes, it was pretty neat. It was pretty neat to watch that. So just... No, and Eden Prairie had a good third period. They didn't have a good first and second. Yes. And, and that's, uh, you know, kind of the difference with them right now is if they're not – they need to score in all three periods. They didn't do enough in all three – exactly. Even against Chaska. I mean, Chaska really kind of took it, you know. They didn't take – I mean, the, Eden Prairie outshot him. And and carried the pace because they just got they have more horses for yeah. two out of their three lines. This is just yeah. deeper, right? Yeah. But they just weren't creating enough in the in the in the zone right in front of the net. They just way too on too much on the perimeter. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, Monticello three, Northern Lakes zero. You noted that one on mm-hmm. Twitter. Yep. Um, Maple Grove five, Lakeville South two. Uh, good win for Maple Grove. Great win, Carl. You and I kind of mm-hmm. watched this one sporadically, I would say, but yeah, not really much yeah. to take away on my side. Right. Maple Grove is, I'd say, the deeper, somewhat better team in all facets, and that's why they won. Yep. Um, Edina two, Chaska zero. Good win for Edina. Yeah, uh, as I will quote the head coach from Chaska, he said, that was kind of a boring game. <laughs> <laughs> he said, not me. I'm like, oh, I thought it was pretty good. He goes, Tony, that was boring. That was really boring. 
<laughs> and it is. I mean, Thanks, it, Snuggie, for yeah, Snuggie putting you in your place. I'm like, all right, fine. It was boring. But actually, I, I, I like games like that where a, a goal is hard to come by, you know? And, yeah. And the goaltenders yeah. played great, especially when the, uh, Carter Wishart had some great saves for, for Chaska. And, and, they, and, and Chaska put some pressure on him at the end of the game. And and Loudon played great. I thought the, the you know the two or three defensemen for for Edina are fantastic. Yeah, Williams and Boltman there. Mm-hmm. Um, Farmington six, Tartan three. I thought I saw that score. I just noting it. Um, yeah. Matamidi five, Alex one. Good win for uh, Matamidi, which I think is a great score. I, I love following these games. I do our Class A rankings on YHH, and I think there's six teams. It's like the half a dozen, and then there's a bunch, seven and after. Yeah. And Alex has always been seven because I didn't think they belonged in the at the frat party. Yeah. They still don't get a cup. They still don't get a cup, if you know what I'm saying. Like, oh. they're on the outside, don't come in. It's these six, and then there's seven through 15 who just haven't earned their way into the frat yet. I don't get what that means. Uh, yeah, because you weren't <laughs> invited in the frat either. <laughs> uh, it's kind of the baby bathwater thing, you know. <laughs> We're back to that. Orno 6, Greenway 5. Orno scores with .1 second left. I've That's only crazy. seen crazy. I've seen that happen once in a Rosemount-St. Thomas game where Jake Hardy did that. Wow. Uh, the funny part, I think this this game was at Greenway, right? I don't know. I think it was, which makes it even more suspicious. Like, okay, Greenway, just run out the clock. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, there's a buzzer and there's a buzzer. Well, you know and I mean? they have the goal judges that sit over yeah. the top, so I'm just saying you didn't see this. <laughs> if it's, yeah. yeah, but still you got to really hit bad. the – it doesn't matter. It's it's puck buzzer. You know what I mean? And the buzzer obviously didn't go off. <laughs> it didn't go off soon you know. enough. But I, either way, really good win for Orno there. I think they're in your top seven. They're in the they're in the frat. Carl. Yeah, I'd say Greenway had a pretty decent week too, beating Delano. And then uh, I think this game started out. Orno was rolling early, but then probably just went off and they almost single handedly made this a good game. So yeah, don't completely sleep on the Raiders yet. Um, okay, Blake 3, Creighton 1. Uh, good win for Blake there. They move into your top 10, I think, because of this game, Carl. Yep. Yeah, I was watching it again. Um, it was a pretty even game, but I think Blake's just had a little more, you know, fun ways to finish their chances, and that was a difference in this one. Um, Minnetonka 3, Benilde 1. This kind of shows me where both of these two teams are at right now. You know, mm-hmm. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, Zeta 3, Blaine 0. Another game that shows me where both of these teams are at. Right yeah, now. I was, I was impressed yeah. by Zeta watching this one. You know, they were really just grinding, playing good Zeta hockey. And, you know, in a year when no one really stands out, that, that could be a really good winning formula. And then Lakeville North. Three prior lake two in overtime. A lot of red black lake stars on that one, Tony. Absolutely. Uh, anytime you say prior lake, Mountain West Tonka. Wait, you said Orno. prior lake. 
They, they're just, just sorry, sorry. Uh, that team from near the casino has lots of kids in that league, and it's a great league. Um, I get a chance to talk to uh, Joe Pankrantz, who's uh, one of the founders of the league. Well, we talk about it all the time. I actually came up in conversation yesterday about kids that are playing in the in the spring, the fall, who are getting those extra games in. They're not the wear and tear of body checking is taken out of it. The fear of injury is taken out of it. Um, the ability to go and play some good hockey with some good hockey players, meet some friends, uh, build your hockey community, build your hockey resume. Uh, score, score, you know, all the points are tabulated in the league. So check out redblackleagues.com uh, if you're interested in it. They're expanding their leagues to northern Minnesota. They're gonna have oh, they're, gonna, they're gonna have teams in Alexandria Ooh. and St. Cloud. They're gonna have games there. Oh. so it's gonna kind of the, Top the northern Minnesota. The league, <laughs> the league is growing. Carl says it's not northern Minnesota, Tony. It's Central north of Minnesota. it's it's outside of the six ninety four uh, belt line. How's that? Okay, four ninety four six ninety four. Okay, Greater Minnesota. Okay, those are the games I have this week. Awesome, a lot of them. Lots of them. Lots of them. Uh, are we ready to jump into the middle segment of all middle segments? Tony's favorite middle segment of is all co- time. Is we don't have a lot up. of time either. That's the bummer. So it's going to be a little bit shortened. <laughs> okay, fine. But buy and sell is next. So this oh, is the I segment that we kind of say whether or not we're buying this or selling this. Oh, I could do this every week. Can I give you some que- Let me give you guys some questions to start it off before right. you, you jump into maybe a team or two. Yep. Okay. Sure. Okay. Carl. Are you buying that a six double A team is going to make it past the quarterfinals in the state tournament? Right now, no. I mean, they're all decent, but uh, they're upset that's the best. I don't think the six double A will not be seated if they turn into state. They have some work to do to get there. Uh, Tony, what's your thoughts on this one? Uh, I want to say no chance in hell. I do. I want to say no <laughs> chance in hell. No way, right? But then if you start thinking about it, all these programs have a really – they're going to have to make their way through a really tough section. Some, one team could win three really hard games to make it to section. Uh, I think they might be battle-tested and could win a first-round game because they, they'll look at whoever their opponent is like, well, we beat tougher teams than that. So 2017, um, the YZ 10-17-1 and one team didn't make it. Okay. But then you start to go back and – well, Eden Prairie out of Section Six, and why? Yep. Why Zeta? You know, like was there? You start to look Section Six, or what is Section Six? Traditionally, makes it to the semifinals. Yeah, I just don't see whoever comes out of this doing this right this, now. This the team that wins this section will be better than that Why Zeta team, and I don't don't take the records out of it. That was a pretty good Why Zeta team. I remember they beat yeah. Crete in that year. It was well, that they was a beat Edina to go to the state. Yeah, it was a phenomenal game. Boring, but no, it was... that was phenomenal. It was granted it was two to one, but it was still a phenomenal hockey game. I love that game. Hey, Carl, are you buying that anybody can touch Andover in seven double A right now? Uh, well, if Minnetonka can beat them, I don't think it's too crazy to say that someone like Grand Rapids could beat them. I, it, they're still a heavy favorite, clearly, but it's it's possible. Crazy things have happened. I think they skate. Way too well. They're way too deep. They are going to the state tournament this year. I. This is the, if they don't make it to the state tournament, it's a huge loss for them. They're. Pro, I was talking to a friend of mine from Anoka. We'll say, 
okay. uh, down in Prior Lake. And he said, if Andover doesn't make it to state, they should just shut the program down. <laughs> that were <was> his words. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't disagree with him, but this is a really big year for Andover hockey. It is a weird hockey rink, I will say that. Yeah. Subway <laughs> delivers. <laughs> just subway, two minutes from, two set, two feet from the rink. It's the weirdest thing ever. I remember the craft show going on there during the Andover game last year. Yeah. And a swim meet. <laughs> um, okay. I'm just, I agree. I'm just, I'm going to say this. I'm not a big fan of community centers and hockey rinks. It's just bad. Eden Prairie, Chaska, uh, Invergrove Heights is like that. Brooklyn Park is like that. I just, just not a big fan of that. Like, make the hockey rink and keep it its own building, and let's be hockey and figure skating and all that good stuff that goes in a rink. Not craft shows. What uh, isn't the Grand Rapids, the IRA Civic Center here, Tony? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, just you know, that's raising fine. some There's questions. Boat shows that go on there in the summer, but yeah. that's fine. I'm talking about hockey season. Let's okay. not confuse the two. No craft shows. No craft shows. <laughs> <laughs> Agree. Okay. Can a number three seat come out of section one double A? Tony? Depends who's seating. Yes, absolutely. Okay. According to last year's seaters and the coaches, yes, for sure. But if it's if it if the better question is can anyone but Lakeville North or South make it? No, absolutely not. I'm not buying that ever. Ever, ever. Okay, what about two double A? Yes, Carl. Yeah, yeah, it's a minute on Yeah, it's it's possible. Um, three double A. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Ooh. I think Burnsville, Egan, Eastview, Burnsville? any of those three teams can make a run. Carl. I think e- I think Eastview, crazy as may sound, they could become the number one seed in this section. Don't laugh, please. Don't I'm laugh. Laughing. I'm laughing. Um, Carl, what's your take on three double A on that uh, side? This is what one of the maybe two sections where I don't think a three seed is a realistic shot of coming out. It'll be Rosemont for St. Thomas. I don't believe in that. I think this section is, is an historical upset section. Yep. And that's what that's what in makes the, it. in the semis, sure. Two yes. in a row, I doubt it. Um, okay, what about four double A? Can Stillwater? No. Okay. It's, Stillwater's kind of a mystery team. You know, the, the only good team they've played so far is Eden Prairie, and, and they lost it. So we don't really know how good they are. Five, can Centennial do it? Nope. No. Six. Easiest one. Yes. <laughs> Six yeah. is. We don't know. Who the, is. Yeah. They're, all, they're all five. Uh, list them out. They're all the same. Um, seven. Maybe. No. Okay. Um, eight. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I can't yeah. even tell you. I mean, right now, Moorhead is the number three seed in the section. Oh. As of today, they would be the number three team, and they're number four in the state. Okay. Are you buying that the Mr. Hockey Award is still undecided? Yes. Carl? Yes. Who's your Mr. Hockey yeah. uh, player right now, Carl? Right now, I think I'm leaning Gleason just because of what he means to that Creighton team, but it could be Biondi. It could be Kaiser. But I think there are others who could split up the conversation with a good second half. Tony? Yeah, I would say it's Blake Biondi's to lose. Since we know that this gets voted on by scouts and college coaches and that type of thing, it is really heavily favored sometimes towards draft of pick players. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, that's, and that's Blake. In the, in the so year. because of that, Blake Biondi has got the, the, the NHL body and and Matt Gleason doesn't. Yes. Sad, but 
it should be what you mean to your team and how you how much you bring your you know how far you bring your team and I think there's there's also a factor that the class A there aren't a lot of class A Mr. Hockey winners and double A has, has probably a little bit more weight. This is that A double A battle here. I think that battleground it's it's kind of like a it's kind of like an election. It's like yeah. that battleground those have not been waged yet and I think there's a lot of there's a lot of states left here before we uh call a winner. Yeah, it is weird. So let's look at the Ryan McDonough year that he won Mr. Hockey, mm-hmm. right? Great player. Very good player. Difference maker. That team didn't make it to state, though. Pat right. White did make it to state, and, you know, he He had a better oh, year. Way better year. Way better state tournament. Too. Yeah, a better. Pat White was the better player well, that year. Yeah, but, but they both before the state tournament, though, so some of that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. McDonough had beaten, did beat Pat White the year before in the state final. Yes. Yes. Um, Class A. Are you buying that War Road's the number one team? I I have them. I'm the ranker for double uh, for A in, in for YHH. I will have them number one. They have better wins. So from a ranking perspective, I think World's number one. I truly think that Hermantown's the better hockey team. So no, I'm yep. not buying their number one. Even though I ranked them number one every week because they have better wins. They do. Look at their resume. They have a better resume, but I think that Hermantown is the better hockey team. But I can't rank them yeah, because I'm, they don't have the they don't have the resume. I'm in full agreement with Tony on that one. I I really liked Warroad when I saw them. I did. Yeah, I, I did too. Yeah. I I like Shagabay. I like the Grant kid. Sluke. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, one try, one try, right on the air. Come on, go for it. One, two, three. Sluke. Kinski. You did it! Yeah. Oh, hey. yeah. You did it. But I, I'm buying this team. I, I think okay. they are a good team, and they're more skilled than people give them credit for. Okay, you want to look at some... Let's go through the teams. Let's do okay, it. Top, top 10. ten. We'll just go round the horn. If you're buying this team or selling this team. Do you right? want me to lead it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, White Bear Lake, Tony. Sell. I don't believe they're the number one team in the state, but I think no. I are, think, are they going to state? Buy yeah, or sell? so buy. Okay. Are they winning a first round game? No, actually, I'm still selling White Bear Lake. I think Hill Murray, even today, yeah. I'm gonna say I still think Hill Murray is the best team. Carl. Yeah, I'm selling. I put that number one, but I never trust the Bears. I see here. What a bunch of frauds we are, Carl. We got. I have World number one, but I don't even think they're the best team in the state. You just said they're number one. You don't think they're going to state? I I'm buying White Bear Lake because they have the number one seed in the section. Okay, I think that's going to make a difference just based on how I watch the line matching going on during this game. Okay, okay? during that Hill White Bear game. Next. Eden Prairie, are they still buying? I mean, Jackson Blake is a the leading goal scorer in the high school elite league. Will return on January twenty eighth. It'll give him a month. The white Knight, to, <laughs> the not White Knight, but no. literally, the kid's a he would have been a twenty five goal scorer this year. The he Golden Eagle. I'm telling you, the kid has Velcro on his stick. He has complete control of the game. He will change that team. They will be, they'll be ready to go. That team is going to go to the state tournament. Okay. Uh, Carl? Yeah, I, I, I find myself agreeing with Tony a lot, which makes me feel uncomfortable, but I think <laughs> I'm willing to play the long game on Eden Prairie, too. You can tell it's all there. It was the hypnosis that I gave you six weeks ago, Carl. <laughs> and over. I've been buying them the whole show. I'm still buying that. Carl? Uh, I think I'm holding on Andover. Um, 
I guess nothing has changed in my perception of them from the start of the year. They're a very good team. That's some seven double A certainly. Are they still possibly vulnerable after the Minnetonka loss? You know, it's it's there. So, is this the yeah. buy sell hold show or is this the buy sell segment? I thought this was the buy sell. You can't hold. You have to buy or sell. Come on. What, what kind of a stock exchange is this? <laughs> okay, um, I, I'm sticking with Andover. I like them right now in that section. Moorhead, Tony. Just for fun, yeah. I'm going to say sell just because I, I think I think you have to buy five of these and you have to sell five of these. I got to sell one. I'm going to sell Moorhead, not because I don't think they're great and they're playing the best hockey of the teams in the state right now, but they got to play St. Michael in, in sections at some point. And they tied them, and they got to play Rozo in section. They lost them. I'm like, it makes me nervous. They're I mean, Carl said it before the show. He goes, yeah, they're great, except when they play teams in section. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. Carl? It's a problem, but based on how they're playing right now, I'll, I'll buy some more head. I like my potatoes. Um, and I think they have the best goaltender in the state, so I'm going to buy them. Rosemount, Tony? Um, I'm going to buy that, too. Okay. I got I got a few buy I got a, I'm going five and five here I might on his type ten I'm gonna buy that one. Um, Carl, uh, I'm selling a little bit just only because St. Thomas is playing well. I still really like this Rosemont team top to bottom and waiting for them to prove something to me and they have a chance to do that this week when they play the Cavs. I I'm selling Rosemont because of just the way St. Thomas is inconsistently good and Rosemont is inconsistently letting in goals. That's where I'm selling Rosemount, Maple Grove, Tony. I'm gonna because I, I have five and five. I gotta I gotta sell Maple Grove, which is a really hard one to sell, because I have to buy. I have to sell a bunch more here, so I'm gonna sell Maple Grove. Tony gets really into this, everybody, because I think that yeah. <laughs> you can you tell? tell? <laughs> uh, I'm selling Maple Grove, and here's why I'd sell Maple Grove. I just don't think when it comes to a section final, if you don't have a superstar. Uh, you can't win those games. It's hard. I happen to agree with that, and I think the superstar in this section right now is Carson Rickles. Yep, I agree. Uh, Carl, I agree. Oh, I, I, I think I'm still willing to buy some Maple Grove, just if only because of how discombobulated Lane has looked. I mean, maybe they can put it together, but at this point, so I'm not seeing it. Uh, why is that, a Tony? I'm buying them. I bought them earlier in the year. Everyone laughed. And and, uh, now they're starting, their true colors are starting to show the last 10 games. Uh, I think this is going to be the team that wins the section. Carl? Yeah, I'm willing to buy some like that too after watching them recently. I think they're just built like a team that's designed to do well in the playoffs. I'm just, I'm always concerned about why Zeta, they go through so many different phases in a point of a season that I just don't know what's going to come, you know, where they're going to be. They're like be. a chameleon, right? It yeah. just changes colors all they're the time. They're a caterpillar. <laughs> they are. They're in a oh, pupil yeah, yeah. stage right now. Oh, they might yeah. be becoming a moth. They <laughs> might be a butterfly. You know, I know. don't know. Yes, that's really good. That is really good. Um, so I'm selling them uh, mainly because I'm going to buy somebody else. Um, Blake, Tony. Ooh, I want to buy that, but I only get I only get one from each section. Yeah, yeah. there's three in this hockey three day in this curse section. on this team. Yes, right we're now. going. I'm on hockey day curse. Uh, again, they lack that superstar, and they don't have that. You know, they, well, Joe they, Miller's they, not a superstar. They, with Tristan Bros, that would have been a, even a better one-two combination. Sure. So, yeah, I gotta sell them. I I, I think that why is that is better, Carl. 
Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, I'll tell. I, I like this team, but they haven't done anything to make me jump up and say, yeah, this team's going to win a section yet. The, the inconsistency with this team, I, I just I don't know what to think with that. Edina, I want to buy them because I think they're a really good team. I think they're going to be in the section final. It's hard to uh, go against uh, Kurt Giles' coach team. I think they're going to be really good, really tough team to beat in, in sections. But I'm leaning Wyzetta. Wyzetta just seems, Pat seems to have Kurt's number when when things are, when it's even. And this year the talent is even. And if Jimmy Clark doesn't return, uh, it becomes even more lopsided in favor of Wyzetta. Carl? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need, need to have a, a healthy plan on Jimmy Clark to be able to buy this team. So I'm telling for now. I, you know, you just you buy Microsoft, you buy IBM because it's there and it's wow. gonna make money on you, and that's what Edina does. <laughs> they just it's consistent, it's easy money. All right, uh, again, I like what they're doing, I really do, and I think that they'll be in the section final out of the when these five teams all shakes out, they'll be one of the two uh, two out of the five. So you guys both have Hill Murray then. Yeah, I have Hill Murray. I watched that game again, not in person, but I watched. Two and a half periods of that game. I thought they were the better team in that game. I think they have the better coach. And even the even the White Bear fans, even the White Bear fans will agree that the better coach is is wearing the green jacket. Right? Yeah. And I think that's a big part of this. And I think I'm leaning Hill Murray. I know my White Bear buddies are gonna destroy me. I'm literally gonna be hiding uh today when White Bear Squared 18 plays over in Maple Grove. They're gonna probably kill me. But it's okay. I can take it. I can take it. Carl? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still think that still top to bottom is more talent than White Bear. Um, may not be playing the Lakers right now, but I like Tony. I just have a little more faith in still in the playoffs. But, but maybe that's changing after this, this past year. White Bear's won three in a row against Hill. So. Yeah, the White, Bear, be White yeah. Bear is comfortable beating Hill right now. These kids know how to do it. I know we don't have a lot of time, but I just want to throw this out there. If they remain the number one team in the state, right? They say they run through their conference. Sure. Run and, through and they, sections. And they, and they win and the, the section. not hard. And they, no. they win the section. They, they they put, let's just, let's dream as a White Bear fan, right? And they they, they put Hill in the sec, in the, in a running time over at Aldrich to jump into the stands. Yeah, and, uh, it, and Prairie this, gets this, beat or this something. This becomes even more uh, epic getting to that first strong game. They'd be the number one team. They'd be playing a non-ranked team, non-seated team in the first round game. Yeah, playing kid- third seed like Bill South. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is yeah. It's a very important for them to be one through three in the state tournament. Yes, it is. It really is. It, so, it, okay. Um, one more Lakeville South, Lakeville North. Who do you got right now? I'm a North guy. I think Tony or Carl. I'm the South guy. <laughs> I'm a North guy. I just uh, I something happened South last night. Can yeah, beat them. I agree. Something happened last night in that game. It was the coolest thing. I mean, it was granted. It was a, it was it was a prior late game. There was a lot of history between those teams. Casino team. They got. They had a five minute major in overtime. I mean, how hard does it get a five minute major in overtime? You've got to really, <laughs> really destroy guys, somebody. Just bad, right? <laughs> bad, 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 right? That was that kind of game. It was a junkyard battle. It was just ugly, right? The minute they called the penalty, 
the second they called it, but right after that, it was all Lakeville North. They had like they had more scoring chances. They were completely disruptive. It was like they were on a mission. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I when I saw that team that that in that game last night was like, this is a team that can make it to the state tournament. I don't think they're a first round winner in the state round tournament, but I think Unless this is they definitely play white bear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think this is the kind of team that can make it to the state tournament. And we haven't seen that from Lakeville South yet. One game, one game against Rosemount all year that they've really been impressive. That they've proved. Right. Against a good team. Correct. So, okay. Can I just follow up on, on Mike there quickly? I yeah. Said they have no games left to get the top 10 team. There, there are a bunch in the 15 to 20 range, but no one in the top 10. They'll play Creighton once or twice. I don't twice, know. yeah. Twice. Twice, twice with Creighton. They've got Stillwater. They've got Blaine. They've got Minnetonka. So that's five. They have five chances to lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if they went out, could they, they go undefeated? Too, yeah. Undefeated. <laughs> first round loss. <laughs> that would be epic. Even It doesn't matter. Even if they don't go undefeated, they go in as the number one seed in the state tournament, and that's epic. I mean, this is like the clash of the Titans epic. Yeah, that's a that's something to talk right. about in the future shows. Yes. Is this the best White Bear team to come out of White Bear if they are an undefeated team and all this? I don't think so. Um but that's Man. just because White Bear has had good teams. You got to be just licking your chops if you're Hill Murray if they keep winning. They just got to be licking their chops, <laughs> right? <laughs> just licking yeah. their chops like this is it. Just build them up, Tony. Build them up, Danny. Build them up, Carl. And then, bam! It all comes crumbling down. Okay, let's um, let's break now and um, talk to Luke Grammer, Tony, on our Sniper's Edge interview. Okay, I will take that away. All right, we are back with senior defenseman in Northern Michigan commit from Moorhead, Luke Grammer. Luke, how are you? Good, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. You had a busy weekend this weekend. Or Yeah, for sure. It was a great extended long weekend. Long weekend. It felt like it felt like a weekend, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, okay, well let's get started. A couple questions. You guys are off um Kind of to a good start so far. A couple of interesting games so far. Let's talk about what your section looks right like right now. You eight double A for us is kind of a it's a grab bag of a lot of different teams. You guys have played some tough section games. Talk about the Rozo game. Yeah, you know that was a game where we came out hot to start the game. Um, I think first period shots were somewhere around sixteen to two in our favor. Um, we just didn't capitalize on our chances to start and, you know, they took advantage of all of theirs. So um, they play a really tough game, credits to them. Um, they come out hard against us every time and um, they found a way to win the game. We didn't. Are they your biggest section rival, would you say? I'd say one of them for sure. Um, we're definitely not the uh, the most liked team in the section. There's a <laughs> lot of guys that, you know, they'll come out, they'll come out and give us their hardest game every time. So, I wouldn't say, you know, biggest section rival, but definitely one of them. I would have to say that the Saint, losing to St. Mike a couple of years ago puts a little bit of a burr in your saddle, too, as a, as a rival, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about your team this year. Um, you guys have a very, very strong goaltender, an obvious Frank Brismick candidate mm-hmm. in Hudson Hodges. Uh, explain what it's like to be a defenseman playing in front of a 
great goaltender like that. You know, it's awesome. It's really reassuring. Um, I'm a defenseman who likes to get up in the play, uh, likes to make, make offensive things happen. And I'm able to do that a lot more just knowing that he's back there. So if I get caught up ice or whatever, he's back there to you know make the save, keep the puck out of the net. And, uh, you know, I think all our guys really feed off his energy and we all have a lot more confidence knowing he's back there. Well, it's funny you hear the kids' names like Hudson Hodges. We talked earlier today about a few of the guys on the show, uh, a few of the guys in your team. Uh, it, it, it reminds me of the very first state squirt B tournament, and you guys came down uh, uh, as a, as the Moorhead team, and almost every one of those kids on that state squirt B tournament, the game right tournament, are now playing varsity hockey with you side by side. Talk a little bit about maybe that tournament, but just maybe growing up with these kids and what it means to you. Yeah, you know, we've all been together forever. I mean, you go down the list. Um, defensively, uh, Wyatt Gunkel, McCoy, Greg Wyatt, me, we were all on that team. Even our team manager, Caden Howell, played uh, played back then on our team as a defenseman, and he's still with us. You know, he's one of our favorite guys around. Did he have a little um, pink a suit? Did he have a little pink suit then, or did he just get that in high school? <laughs> I think that's more of a newer thing. Okay. <laughs> style has gone up a little bit. <laughs> um, but then you go down the forward line, too. You know, you got Colin Jeff, Carter Johnson, a lot of our top scorers. Um, you know, you can just keep going and going. Um, we've all been together forever, and you know, I think that's a lot, of, a lot of the reason we've been successful so far this season. We're just such a tight knit group. So that was probably one of your first out of town tournaments, correct? I mean, you're squirt bees. Yeah. Maybe you went to White Bear a couple weeks before that, but how many out of town tournaments have you been with these guys, Don? I mean, it's got to be dozens and dozens of times being together on yeah, the road together. Know, probably, you know, three, four a year. Um, after that year, so do you, just, do you, uh, you know, count, countless of hours on the road. Do you have like specific spots on the bus where you guys sit now? Because Moorhead puts so much, you know, miles bus <laughs> miles every year. Yeah, we do, um, <laughs> and it, it switches. It switches every year. Um, it's kind of a seniority thing. Seniors tend to go in the back, but uh, we're in the same spots every time. <laughs> little, uh, little, uh, um, what's that called? Superstitions. Yes. Right? Yes. Get to certain spots. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I want to ask you, Luke, a little bit about um, the, just Moorhead hockey in general. There's so much has happened. In 1990, Moorhead hockey wasn't even on the, the map here in Minnesota. And your dad, uh, Rob, and a bunch of guys, uh, they had some and Matt Cullen, all these guys in the early to mid-90s made a pretty magical run, and a lot has happened from Moorhead Hockey's perspective since those days. Talk a little bit about, from a hockey perspective, what those guys have done for the city of Moorhead and, and Moorhead youth hockey. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's obvious, you know, in high school, they kind of paved the way with how they played. Um, two section, or at least my dad's grade had, um, two state runner-ups in a state third place. But then after that, um, in their adult years, they all came back. Um, you know, you got the Dennis Bushy, Dave Marnville, um, Terry Shercliffe, all those guys. And, you could, you know, the list goes on. But all those guys have poured their hearts into the program. Um, then you got more of my dad's generation with him, Jeremy Gregoire, um, even, you know, Josh Arnold, who's my godfather, actually. Um, he's the in-house director. They all just, you know, they're at the rink every day pouring their hearts into the program. and. Um, even now Ryan Kraft had just moved back, um, from the cities. He was down in Lakeville. 
And some Just other guy who played – there was another guy who played in the NHL too. Did he move back recently? Um, crafty they do. No, Matt Cullen. Oh, Matt. Yeah, here I <laughs> <laughs> think of it. They named yeah, the building yeah, after yeah, him yeah. and his dad. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, right down the street from us right now, actually. He's oh. uh, he's helping coach the Peewees. Um, you know, he's obviously putting so much money and time into our program as well. Just named the new rank after him and his dad. Um, you know, the list goes on and on of guys that are coming back and helping on our program. So, I, I got a quick story I want to talk a little about, about Mr. Bushy really quick. Uh, we ran our first uh, big pumpkin up there five, six, seven years ago. And this guy walks into the rink with twice baked potatoes on a, like a little cookie sheet. He's walking into the rink. I'm like, who is this guy with a guy? Now he's driving the Zamboni. And I finally asked him. I tapped him. Somebody I go, who's that guy? He goes, that's Dennis Bushy. I'm like, he does everything there. He sweeps the floor. He cleans the bathrooms. Talk about his dedication to Moorhead hockey. It's through the roof. You know, you don't you don't find Dennis Bushies everywhere. We're extremely lucky to have him. Um, he's coached the Bantam team for over 40 years now. He coached my dad's grid. He coached us. Um, you know, he runs the rink, drives the Zamboni, runs the concession stand. Um, we even have stories of <laughs> my second year in Bantams. Uh, we were playing a game. I want to say it was against Rozo. And uh, at intermission, we went into the locker room and coach went off the bench. And he went back in the concession stand and forgot we were playing because he was so busy back there. <laughs> so there's just stuff like that. He's, he's just got things going on all the time. And he really handled, you know, he's what makes our program run at the youth rank. So. He's one of a kind. He's definitely one of a kind. Uh, well, thanks, Luke, for, for joining us on the show. We're going to go to some games of the week right now. You want to stick around and uh, do some pickums with us? Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to. All right, Danny, let's hear what's going to happen this week that's not in our pick'em section. Okay, kind of a short week this week because of New Year's falling on a weird day, but um, we have the home-and-home home of Edina and Hill Murray this week. Um, we have Holy Family making a northern run for Greenway and Grand Rapids. It looks like um, St. Thomas Academy and Matamidi are playing, which could be a good test for both of those squads. Blaine and Centennial play. so Always a good game. Always a good game, and Blaine needs to right the ship. So if they lose that game, it really throws a question mark in the 5AA. Yep. Um, Benil plays the Spuds up there in Moorhead on Saturday, and Duluth East has a pair of games. They come down to play Stillwater on Friday, and they play Duluth uh, East will play Minnetonka on Saturday at Pagel. So they're staying in town. Then. They're staying in town. You know how they always do that up-down thing? It's the weirdest yeah. thing ever. Um, Carl, did I miss anything? Uh, well, Duluth East also has Lakeville South on Tuesday. It's a big week for the Hounds. Uh, really be able to tell us, now, are they really a top 20, top 15 team, or is it, was that Blaine win more of a fluke? Um, elsewhere, you know, I think we'll be able to test Tony's theory about uh, you know, a home and home being an acceptable excuse for, for a team, you know, not winning both games this week. Uh, yeah, the Philly Dining matchups should be good ones. That's a for sure split. Um, that thing's a for sure split. I'm just calling it right now. <laughs> I look forward to it not being a split. Um, beyond that, a bunch of good section games, which we'll get into in a moment here. But, you know, short week, but a good week. Very good week. Very good week. All right, uh, let's talk a little pick'ems. We've got one, two, three, four, five good games. Uh, uh, Luke, are you ready to do this? Can you handle hanging out with hockey experts like Danny, Carl, and I? 
I'll do my best. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, first game, we go in age order, so you get to go last here. Um, I am. We have St. Uh, Thomas Academy and Rosemount. This game is at Rosemount. Uh, I will go first. I am going to take Rosemount in this game. How about you, Danny? Oh, actually, Carl is older than me, and his birthday is on Friday. Oh, really? Yes. Maybe so, I should get yeah. him a present. Maybe. I, I start a new decade this Friday. Oh, exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. All right, Carl, then you go first. Um, I, despite being tempted to pick the upset, and I'm actually very curious to hear Danny's picking this one, I will go with Rosemount because I do think they are the better team top bottom. All right. I'll pick the upset in it. I think St. Thomas is going to get it because I just – the way St. Thomas is trending against good teams right now, I just really like – that projection on them. All right. Uh, Luke, who do you got, Rosemont or St. Thomas Academy? You know, St. Thomas had a pretty good weekend, you know, tight game against Eden Prairie, but I'm going to go Rosemont on this one. I think it's tough to bet against the Irish. All right, so really quick, do you remember the game you guys played in the second Squirtacular tournament over at Big Two when you guys beat Edina? What did the Rosemont guys do after you guys won that one? <laughs> um, you know, they all congratulated us. I remember they had a – our uh, our hockey socks on their heads as hats. Yes, um. <laughs> they mobbed you guys after beating a Dino over in Rink Two. It was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, um, we had practiced with them prior to the Squirt International, and we had done a, a sock exchange. Oh, fun! So, it was really cool. It was really, one of those moments like yeah. ah. Something's going right here between those two associations. It was pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next game, Maple Grove and Blaine. Uh, Carl, you go first on this one. I just don't have any confidence in the way Blaine is playing right now, so I'm going to go with Maple Grove. It's been pretty consistent. I like that pick. Uh, Danny? I'm going to go Blaine on this one. It's at Fogarty, so I think the small sheet's going to help um, the Bengals out on this one. All right, Luke, who do you got? Maple Grove and Blaine. I'll take Blaine at home in this one. Oh, gosh. I want to be different. I think I'm going to go Blaine, you too. You are different. I'm going to go Blaine, too. Aww. <laughs> I'm just going to go Blaine. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I'm going to go Blaine. So you go first on this one. This is a really good game. This is the game of the week, I think. Uh, St. Cloud Cathedral and Hermantown. I'll probably go up to this one. This is at Hermantown. Um, Carl has already stated he's not spending his birthday at the Hawk Dome. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm going to go no. St. Cloud Cathedral in this one. I think they're the deeper team top to bottom. Wow. I No chance. No chance. None really? None. No. Really? None. 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 Luke, who do you got in this one? You know a lot of guys on both of these teams, Cathedral and Hermantown. Who do you like in this one? Yeah. Uh, St. Cloud, you know, they got they got some real firepower up front and defensively. Um, but I'm going to go with the 2-1-8 boys up north, Hermantown. Yeah. Yeah. So, I agree with you on that one, Mr. Grammar. I'm going to go Hermantown as well. Carl, the uh, Hermantown hater, who do you like in this one? Mm, no, I have to pick Hermantown too, especially with the, the Jack Smith injury for Cathedral. Um, yeah, they just have too much firepower. And remember, it's now been six years, uh, going on seven years, since Hermantown lost a game to a Class A team in the regular season. <laughs> 
2012? I'm going for history. 2013? Or... And who beat him? Wasn't it Cathedral that beat him? Yes. It was Cathedral. It was Cathedral that beat him. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Luke, you get. we're going to, because you're our guest, we're going to let you pick first on these last two games. This one's a weird one. We normally, as a rule on the show, don't have late conference games because there's just so many of them and there's... And they're boring. It, well, they're, yeah, there's just, there's just a lot. There's not much to them. Uh, they're good hockey games, but they're just a lot, much of the same. But Tonka goes to Wyzetta. And the reason we picked this game is both teams are trending hard upwards right now. So they're both red hot. It's the first game in the late conference, uh, true late conference. I don't, I don't count those Buffalo-St. Michael games as late conference or games. Or turkey trot games. Yeah, those. Don't, this is a real late conference game. So you get to go first at Wyzetta, Tonka, and Wyzetta. Who do you got? Yeah, we played both of them. I'm going to go Wyzetta in this one. Um, they have the home ice advantage. Uh, the atmosphere can get pretty great there at the Plymouth Ice Center. I think I think the Trojans will take it. Nice, nice. He's looking for a second appearance on the show, like Gleason. He's pretty good. <laughs> You're pretty good. <laughs> All right. All right. That makes me next. I'm gonna. I'm going to go Wyzetta. I've been bullish on Wyzetta all year. Um, I'm sticking with them. Who do you got, Carl? Yeah, I think I'm sticking with the Trojans, too. All right. I know who you're going to pick. I already know, Danny. I don't know who I'm going to pick in this one. Would you like to be different? You're going to take Tonka. I'll take Tonka. Yeah. And you've never been a big Wyzetta guy. I haven't. No. I like Wyzetta. I really like what Pat O'Leary does as a coach here. I think he he institutes a system really well. It just makes it really hard for pickums. Yes, because you never know what you're going to see and how many goals and how they're just how a team's going to react to them. Back to the butterfly again, right? <laughs> Back just don't to know the... what it's going to be, right? Yep. All right. Uh, last game. Um, I, and again, I'm not. I'm not making out to be a weatherman, Luke. But does does this Andover game? Is there a potential this might not happen? Or what do you think? What are you hearing? Um, you know, I think it will. Okay. Um, we already postponed it once, and you know, we're excited to play them. I think they're they're looking for the same thing. I was just talking to Coach Aaron. He goes, ah, hopefully, we can get that one in with the weather and everything. Was it a bad snowstorm up there, or is it not as bad as it came out to be? Um, it was pretty bad last night. Um, there's a lot of accidents on the way home that we saw, yeah. but um, I think it's going to clear up by then. I think we have another another hit coming in tonight, but it should clear up by then. So Okay. All right, yeah, well, just the fact that John brought it up was the reason I, I even threw it out there. So, all right, so you get to pick this game. Uh, just so you know, for the record, not one player has ever picked against his team. Do you want to be that player who's kind of bucks the trend and picks against his home team in the be game. Be different, like Come on, Tony. You can do it. You can be different, like you Tony. You can pick Andover. They're ranked higher than you. You want to do it? <laughs> I think you guys know I'm not going to do that. Uh, it's going to be tough to tough to go against the spuds in that one for me. Plus, you're red hot. You can say that you're red hot, and and if you don't know it yet, Carl ranked you number four in the state today. So just so you know, you know the target is now on your back. How's that feel? That feels good. Um, you know, we had some questionable games coming out, but it's good to have a good showing down in the cities. Yeah, as long good as you have someone, uh, someone supporting us. As long as you're not playing a section team, you're in great, great shape, aren't you? 
Yeah, so far. <laughs> so far. All right. Uh, I'm going to go Andover. Um, I think they're the best, second best team in the state. I think it's going to be a great hockey game, but I'm, I'm still taking Andover. And the other, the other stick here is that we often bet against you just to have some fun. So, so uh, <laughs> I, I got, I have Andover. Are you guys going to stick with me on this, Danny and Carl, or what are you going to do, Carl? Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with the team. Yeah, let's stick Andover. I mean, they're, they're such a complete team, so deep, and it should be a very interesting game. To see how it will be. That's for sure. Defense can hold up against the Andover attack. Wow. <laughs> Just throwing the defense yeah. under the bus. Their defense are a little bit weak, I think. <laughs> Especially the single digits guys, like two and three. I you know, I love thirteen, but two and three are wishy washy, that's for sure. Okay. Um uh, Luke, um, who coaches the Huskies, do you know? Um, I think it's Mark Manny. Is that his name? Yep. Um, do you know where he went to high school? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to have to – he has – you know, he knows how to cook the potatoes. Yes. He's going to mash them. <laughs> He's going to mash them. Oh, that's good. Good takes, good takes, good show. Uh, Carl, uh, thanks for joining us from Duluth. Danny, great show as usual. Luke, awesome having you on the show. You did awesome. Great tributes to all the guys up there in Moorhead. Uh, really appreciate it. Great show as usual. Fun to have everyone here. Luke, good luck with you the rest of the season. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, take care. We'll see everybody at the rink. I've got Ferraris, Maseratis, drive all over the place. I drink martinis, never seen these looks all over their face. My friends all know that I'm cool. I've been this way since high school. Cause life's never been sweeter. When you're just a cake eater and it